Hey, so uh, Brandon, tell me about the first time you met Leonard. Oh, I was a. Who is this guy? Well, it was uh, it was quite the uh, story for me. Yeah. Because um, I met him in a meeting first, and the meeting was the meeting where I met everybody that I was going to be working with, and I was fresh off of uh, my two week uh, paternity leave, so I had just had uh, a child. Uh, My Danish was. I guess it's a bit better now, but it definitely wasn't um, that good. And I was automatically like thrown into this meeting completely in Danish with yeah. the owner, with Leonard. <laughs> and then we had to in go Danish. in Danish and then we had to go around the room and like uh, talk about ourselves. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't, I didn't <coughs> that was like also a very unusual meeting. Yeah. It was, was the first th- time we did it like that. Yeah. So it was like, I was just like super nervous about it actually leading up to it. Yeah. Uh, but of course it came out fine and it's super but, laid back but did you know of Leonard did you know like uh, what he does or kind of how he started this uh well I knew because I had to know for like the interview yeah uh, when I applied to be the bartender I thought it was you know that's just what they tell you you should learn a bit about the company yeah so I knew I mean the same thing everybody kind of knows like you know just a quick google bio search but yeah. I didn't know anything else than that um yeah, and then the first conversation we ever had was about New York, obviously. And um, it was actually pretty funny because... <laughs> he stays in New York, right? From yeah, he has, a, he has an man. apartment in New yeah. York. And he was like, oh, I have an apartment, like, you know, in the Lower East Side. Or no, in the Lower West Side. Yeah. And as if, like, I could ever have lived in the... <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, so. And I just thought that was so hey. funny. It was like, There's, yeah, we don't run in the... I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> Uh, we don't run in the same circle. No. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, so tell me real fast, okay? For for us mortals out there, uh, what is um, what's Lower East Side? <laughs> west Side. Where I've said East Side, but I meant West Side. Okay, so Lower uh, West Side. Of, lower of West Side is other than Midtown. It's got it. I mean, it's expensive. I mean. You don't just one one does not simply own an apartment in the Lower West Side or yeah. in Tribeca. I mean that's where Jay Z and Beyonce live, and you know Seinfeld. I mean, okay, it's not like yeah, you know. I mean, you can. The thing about New York is if you figure it out, you can live in these neighborhoods for quite cheap because of the rent control laws. But you, yeah. it's like, yeah, you got to know what you're doing. My sister lives in the uh, Lower West Side, but she okay. also is extremely successful. Oh. Um, within her field, so. Yeah, yeah. But you and I, you know. Come on, Brandon. maybe you, not Please. me. What? Not me. I can't. I, I would never be able to. You know. You know. We I know my lane, and I stay in it. Listen, we could unite the forces, <laughs> right? Like put our money Former together. Artists, yeah, yeah. Uh, Asia meets America. Yeah, that's living true, man. the dream. Yeah, yeah. Right. Open a store. Open a house. Just like Absalon. Just yeah, like true, true. You never know. You but never know. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. yeah. You never, never know. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I met Leonard. Really yeah. nice guy. And obviously, I have an affection for him because he let this happen, this radio thing happen. So, And he's yeah. been extremely, extremely supportive about it. So, Alexander, what did you meet Leonard first time? Well... Jeg ved ikke, om jeg kan huske det længere, fordi det er, det er efterhånden lang tid siden nu. Yeah. 
Altså, jeg har jo efterhånden snart været her i... Åh, øh... uh, jeg har længe har jeg været her. Ja, for I, længe, fald, jeg tror, det er i hvert fald over to år nu. Ja. Jeg kan sgu ikke Jeg tror måske, at det har været sådan en... Øh... At jeg lige pludselig bare stod nede i baren og var ved at tage noget opvask, og så kom han forbi og, og sagde hej, og så, og så sagde jeg lidt... Jeg hed hej tilbage. Ja. Yeah. <laughs> tror jeg. Måske. Det har nok været sådan et første møde, forestiller jeg mig. Ja. Yeah. Øhm, hvor jeg har stået i beskidt opvask til, til knæene, eller yeah. eller andet. Yeah. Øh, og så tror jeg at først, jeg sådan rigtig har mødt ham på et møde, ikke? Okay. Som jo, som, som Brandon siger, er en lille smule, øh, men det er lidt intens, at man står der, åh, oh, nu skal jeg op og yeah. være på, ikke? Møde det... alle kollegaerne og møde chefen og så. Ja, yeah. men det bliver det jo automatisk, når man men, møder men, ham der. Men det er det, der er sjovt, fordi det, jeg kan godt huske, at man havde, men det var lidt sådan, åh, oh, nu skal man op og møde chefen, og man skal op og møde personal med, og alt det der, ikke? Yeah. Men så er det det godt for en, hvor laid back og chiller han er, yeah, fordi yeah. jeg kan ikke huske, hvor meget lang tid efter det har været. Det er i hvert fald, men på et eller andet tidspunkt, så kan jeg huske, at jeg sad, da vi havde wrestling herinde. <laughs> kan du huske det? <laughs> wrestling eventet. Da vi havde, øh, yeah. da vi havde øh, wrestling event yeah. øh, inde i Absalonsalen, yeah, og der var blevet bygget sådan en kæmpe wrestling øh, ring. <laughs> Nede på gulvet <laughs> Hvor folk øh, i, øh, med karakterer kom ind Og var her Og sådan havde en eller anden sådan, Der var skurken Og der var ja. alt det der ikke? Det var et kæmpe show ikke? Og folk Sæt. stod bare og råbte Sådan der Åh oh, kill him og sådan, Altså folk var sådan helt oppe at køre <laughs> Det var fuldstændig vanvittigt ikke? Ja. Men, men der sad Der sad jeg faktisk øh, Oppe på balkongen øh, Sammen med Lennart I en sofa og så det Ja Hvor jeg tror måske Det var det For første gang i op for mig Hvor, hvor laid back Han var Ja og det var egentlig her hyggeligt, da vi sad bare med store smil og grinede af det der fuldstændig vanvittige øh, halløj, der foregik. Ja, ja. Øh, jeg ved ikke, det var lidt tilfældigt, at vi lige endte med at sidde der øh, ved siden af hinanden, men jeg tror bare, vi havde det. Øh, der fik jeg det mere sådan, du kunne lige så godt være en af mine venners far. Ja, ja. Eller sådan. ja fuldstændig. Øh. Så ja, han er egentlig meget, altså det er det, det, man opdager. <laughs> det er lige ja. præcis det, man opdager Han er, han er absolut dødelig Ligesom os Men uh, ja. Så so, uh, so first time I met Leonard ja. Leibosic mm. um, It was also In Absalon I might have met him Really quick Because Rebecca uh, His daughter is, is one of my friends And mm. um, So I just started coming in here And uh, I think At one time, we kind of said hi real fast. Uh, Re- Rebecca introduced us, and uh, he was actually standing with, there with a big part of his family. Uh, mm. Sus, uh, his wife, Sus Leibosic, was in there. Uh, his sons, two of his sons, uh, Simon uh, and uh, Noah, was mm. in here. And uh, I actually played a board game with Simon and uh, Rebecca. And they beat the crap out of me. <laughs> what, game? <laughs> what game was it? Was, uh, it was something about some trains. Uh, some train ticket trains. to ride or something. Ticket to ride. I've never played it, but There I've seen go. it. I keep saying I'm. What, yeah. uh, what's that? I don't know. I just see the box. The box is quite. Um, it works. Yeah. It always <laughs> yeah, catches okay. my attention. I have no clue. Kind of looks like um, roller coaster derby. Uh, or something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I don't know what. So, it. so hey. they beat you in that game. Let Let me tell you, this family doesn't play board games for fun. This was uh, I, I elite, imagine. elite, oh, I, I uh, high level. <laughs> I could it just Yeah, I just I don't know. I just get that feeling. <laughs> they absolutely kicked my ass, uh, but I had fun. But but I guess 
in this board game, it's not just about having fun. It's also about yeah. winning. So, uh, <laughs> listen, I, I, I love these guys. How, what is your thoughts on, like, uh, Danish mid-century design? Do you have an opinion? What's mid-century design? Like 1950 famous. or what? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what you guys are famous for. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, I see. That's true. <laughs> so our, our wave with all the words, the minimalistic well, words. I mean, yeah, the minimalism and the... I kind of like uh, a lot Is of it. And the, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. And, I, f- and I, I feel like still today we are trying to replicate it. Yeah. Like I have an Ikea chair at home. Yep. That's pretty much uh, a replicate of one of those chairs. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it actually looked really good. Yeah. And people were really surprised that it was from Ikea. But <laughs> <laughs> but so I think it's... I think we actually did something really good there. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still them. trying to replicate. Yeah, it's uh, Morgenson and Arne Jacobsen. Yeah, Arne Jacobsen is the big one, right? Yeah, your peacock chairs and your... Is the egg ours? The egg is ours, right? The no, yeah, the egg. Yeah. No. The I think egg? The, the egg is German. Is it? No, it's it's Anna Jacobsen. Egg. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Anna Jacobsen. Sure. Yeah, yeah. See, see, what I didn't know was that... So, so I really love that whole industrial look that came from Germany with the Bauhaus movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, in Germany, knowing this from a German homie of mine... He was telling me that uh, they were super, super inspired in Germany by all the big Danish designers, as Anne Jacobsen, as Bermunsen, as uh, uh, so forth and so forth. So uh, I didn't know that. So looking into the German market, because that's kind of, you know, you get tired of stuff whenever everybody has it, right? Yeah. yeah. So in, I would call it kind of... uh, to have all those stuff chairs which there's nothing wrong with because i've been there but but i um i sold it all and it freed uh. my soul i just kind of noticed the problem in what you just said you oh. s- yeah. did you just say that when everybody else has it it becomes boring i'm sorry yeah that is what I said. What's the problem with that? The problem with that is that you let what everybody else is doing affect what uh, you want to do. Yeah, uh, I, that, I thought that was, uh, as the expat, I thought that was like the Danish idea of Hugo's, like having what everybody else has. In Denmark? Yeah. I feel like there's a Hugo in like... But what do you call it? A Hugo? Uh, Hugli. No, oh, Hugli. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. But that, I don't know. I just, I've been dealing with that dilemma for a long time but it's but the problem is you can't like if because it's always like oh when it becomes a cliche you kind of don't want to do it but sometimes a cliche is cliche for a reason and because it's just nice you should just right do what you want to do because you want to do it and if everybody else want to do the same thing then that's just a coincidence like you shouldn't not do it because everybody else isn't doing it Okay, oh, so is do it. Listen, listen both you guys, you both of you guys came from art, not me. I'm just a hipster. <laughs> I'm just a yeah. uh, Copenhagen born, trying to be original with all the other, uh, trying to be the uh, try, uh, trying to be originals. Um, 
Okay, so you guys are the artists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how can you tell me not to get tired of stuff that everybody has? No, but okay, this has been my uh, thing as the expat. Because you always uh, you asked me the other day the difference between like New York and Copenhagen. Yeah. And I said the similarity was the appreciation for culture and aesthetics. Yes. I think the difference, and I've discussed with other expats that have lived here from New York, so I can confirm that it's not just my theory. Uh-huh. But the difference is, in New York, you would almost intentionally not buy something that someone else had. Like if you had ten friends, you had five friends, and they were your closest friends. Yeah. You would most if they bought black Whatever. Jordan ones. Yep. You cannot buy black Jordan ones. It's taken. It's taken. <laughs> and even if you want black Jordan ones, you would have to get blue black Jordan ones or you would wait until a different colorway came out. Wow. And I think that's the difference is that mm. in Copenhagen, there's a there's a definitely a value put on aesthetics yeah. that is really nice and the world appreciates it. Yeah. But the difference is, is that like if you have white Air Maxes, 95s. Yeah. Your friend will have white Air Max 95. That friend, you could have a whole group of girls and they all have oh, fight. 95. They don't even have them in different colors. No. And I feel like that's... Oh, that's true. That's actually true. But I don't know. My point is that and my is dilemma true. is like, you should pick whatever shoe you want because you want that shoe. Like, Listen, it shouldn't matter what, like, but whether or not other people wear that shoe. No, it's true. But I think there is a... But there is another layer to it, and I think it wouldn't bother somebody in Copenhagen if they wanted that shoe and somebody else had it in their front No, group. I think people don't care. Yeah, and also if you walked around, like for me, if I walked around, this has changed completely. But if I was walking around New York and before I got to the subway, I saw five people with white Air Max on, they're yeah. dead to me. Like I'm not wearing, it doesn't matter like how much... I like them, and this you're dead to me. Yeah, I can't wear them, and that's also, but that is part you of broke like my heart, Fredo. The mentality that like keeps people buying stuff. I mean, it goes into the whole thing of like always releasing new sneakers and new things because yeah. that is the driving force. Yeah. So it's just a different, different thing, and the, and the thing is the same with the furniture. Like there's these classic things that is yeah. in every single person's, like that can that candle holder, with the four candles in a square. Yes, sir. Is in every single house. Yeah. Not not mine because we didn't buy one. But that's why I won't touch it. I won't. But touch you it. wouldn't touch it. But Alex would, would you say, touch it? Would you? What is it? Hay? But or I don't know. I, I mean, uh, whenever I buy bullshit. something or I look at something, I look at whether or not I think it's nice. And but you have to be influenced by. Yeah, I'm obviously I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally influenced and manipulated by pretty much everything you see yeah. throughout the day. So, in a in a sense, there's a discussion whether or not it's even my choice. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, freedom. Yeah. But that's choice. a that's another level of uh, conversation. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But like, when I actively have to make a decision whether or not I want to buy something or I think it's nice. Yeah. I'm trying as much as possible to to if I think it's nice, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, like. Uh, whether or not everybody else has it or or they think it's ugly or whatever and that's it is like a really hard liberation of oneself yeah it's difficult it is because it's also a choice saying like fuck you I'm gonna wear this yeah yeah even though you think it's ugly or you all have it 
I don't I think know. It's, yeah. And there's specialists like being, now you say we came from art and stuff. Yeah. And especially from thing, where right? we With come art, from. You want to be original about it. Yeah, and I you? think I there's know. a. This has been a problem for like me and my, you know me and my brothers, and we are like really. Fanschmega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna hide that. Like we're really. Uh, like, we don't like popular music and exactly. like all that crap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's been a struggle to like just acknowledge, and uh, and and choose stuff. Yeah. Uh, like just acknowledge that some stuff is good. Yeah. Even though it's well, popular. Is, I think that's the difference is now I don't care if I I went the opposite way where now I don't really care if somebody else has it. If I think it's cool, I'll just buy it. But I also yeah. really like True. I super enjoy uh mid century Danish furniture. I actually did my master's thesis on it. Oh yeah. okay. even oh, though right. I've forgotten who what chair belongs to who, like <laughs> I yeah. I adore it. Like yeah. I just think it's everything. But uh but for for like my partner and you just said it like it reminds of something your grandmother would have yeah but i love like um the mornings and like uh what is it like scape like the um the desk or whatever like oh, a big yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that's i, w- I would never have it because it's too big uh-huh. and it's too m- much of an old school piece of furniture yeah but i think it's like a testament to like great aesthetics yeah to be honest a lot of that stuff like there's that store in the center of the city. I'm not going to name it. Also, don't remember the name of it. But they only sell like mid-century uh, refurbished design. Yeah. And I could sit in there for like two hours just talking about like, you know, the the clamps that hold the, you know, the wood together and why that yeah. chair was important. And, nice. you know, oh, we finally learned how to bend wood and we had to use this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even like their philosophy was dope you know yeah. like the philosophy was furniture for everybody uh where before that it was like only for the rich that's so true and listen i'm I'm gonna be a real hater about this i am because this is my interpretation of the danishness hmm. and i don't want to say yandelo because yandelo is something that only oh, no, rich yeah. and popular people kind of use yeah. <laughs> well, as an it? excuse to kind of uh uh get out there and and feeling like people uh, or the world is hating on them but anyways listen um i love danish aesthetics i love the furniture but we kind of just did what was easy right yes we invented ways of bending wood but what we also did was just use the materials that we had locally wood um, and kind of uh, and we try to make it last even longer by calling it timeless. <laughs> no, no, but I mean that was their intention from the beginning. We call it opinion. minimalistic and timeless. Well, alright. So, and, uh, but the thing is, before that, you had like French and Italian design, yeah, made of like mahogany and blah blah blah, uh-huh. and super like. Um, ornamental you know like the things with like you know the feet the wood on the, the yeah. f- it was like a lion and yeah. there's like a flower and uh, blah 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 blah. romantic I romantic like exactly yeah and that stuff was expensive and it was only you had to be extremely wealthy to yeah. own it yeah so what the Aust- Aust- austrian to austrian german Dan- denmark what they said was like 
well why can't i also like have a chair like people would not have chairs in their house but like they didn't have chairs they didn't have like they they didn't have so little furniture because they couldn't afford it uh. so what they started to try to do was like how do i make this better yeah. and the way to make it better is to change the aesthetics and then they were also heavily influenced by uh minimalism coming from the the east in japan so so there is an overlap there and actually in the beginning they did it wrong so because they wanted like the best materials yeah and they were working as carpenters with uh -huh. the designer it was still too expensive uh -huh. so the early versions of these chairs like the ones from the 20s and 30s crazy expensive they're too expensive materials. because they were uh -huh. getting like leather from nigeria and oh my and uh wood from wherever and it was like okay but we can't make that make sense and then right around like the 40s and the 50s they figured yeah. out how to do it the right way and they started mass producing and mass manufacturing these yeah. things and they just lasted a long time so finally the working class person could have a love seat and a sofa and a desk and and be proud of be proud of it and then of course and then it grew into nostalgic because yeah. you got you got it from your grandmother or your mother yeah. in that state but that's not like uh that's unique to uh specifically denmark germany yeah. they kind of bauhaus never really figured out how to make it cheap uh -huh. you know that's true. but denmark did so that is true i don't know like uh, listen i love the furniture i love the woodish look yeah but i always fall for the stuff that i can't get <laughs> <laughs> but we all do we all do yeah. but i think for me as as somebody coming from outside looking in yeah i can say that i really truly appreciate it and i would want nothing more than like a a chieftain chair you what's know? that a chieftain chair chieftain chair is the one just so i'll look it up because i can't really describe it i think it's also uh is it jacobson too it's not the seven is it no. Yeah, the salmon's shit boring. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you call it? Maybe I'm calling it by a different name. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's the safari chair. Like I just ah, think they're the all. Ah, the safari chair is beautiful. It really is, but it's also it's still. It has some status. Uh, the chieftain know? chair is. Uh, I just found them. Flamus. No, and done here. Uh, oh, and no. it's not the safari. No, the safari, the leather is slightly yeah. different on the arms. Yeah. The safari is like even less uh, support. But okay. the um, the chieftain chair, uh, Finule, it's Finule. Finule, yeah. Finule is, uh, if you look at it, like you see how the leather is floating. Oh, that's beautiful. So the craftsmanship behind that <laughs> is like amazing. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. And then the price is not bad. Well, this is a brand new one. This is what my 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 thesis was about, but oh, yeah. uh, okay. about reproductions and their value and what 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 is the part that you put value on? Yeah. From a, I took a business degree, so from a business <laughs> angle, not from a uh, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, I would love a chieftain chair. Yeah. Um. Or even the German stuff, the French stuff that came in the in the mid century is also uh, absolutely amazing. Listen, I'm I'm really into. Uh, but then you should just go with the French stuff. You'd be I'm super really, into I'm that. I'm really French. into uh, to uh, Tournai right now. Okay. Um, and I think it was French or Belgium. Oh, mm -hmm. it's actually Austrian. 
German-Austrian. But he makes these uh, very romantic chairs uh, that you see at cafes. Ah, that's Tone. Yeah, Tone. Oh, Tone. Tone. Yeah, I say Tone, right. but yeah. No, but I mean, that's yeah, yeah, me yeah. messing up the language. But <laughs> yeah, no, the 14 but, uh, is the one that you always uh, see at, yeah, the, at cafes and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I'm really into that whole romantic look right now. But this is, you know, that's the thing about Copenhagen. So, so I can't really hate because I also call myself... Uh, or I have to admit to being a, a full-blown hipster in, in, in <laughs> Copenhagen, and that means that but you, hipsters reject, just, uh, you reject everything that the main mass loves. Yeah, yeah. But is that being a hipster? Yeah, but then again, like being a hipster... I yeah, never really understood in Copenhagen, hipster. It's kind of like you want to be up front, but you want to be up front with all the other people who want to mm. be up front, so we're still part of something. But I never really innovating. understood... <laughs> And Tone is not yeah. that innovating right now. Or no. Marcel Boyer or no. all those uh, German, Italian, French dudes. Yeah, Boyer is also nice. Yeah. But I never really understood hipster as a term. Well, yeah? Once it I passes, thought you were a hipster. But that's what everybody says, but Berlin, I just don't really understand. New York. Apparently I am, but I just never really understood what about me made me a hipster. Like I just... For me, I like and it's it just that word has like evolved to being just all encompassing of anybody that you think is like interesting or cool or too cool but i don't really know because when i first started hearing it it was about like these bearded guys with flannel shirts <laughs> brewing beer exactly right exactly. and then all of a sudden it was people with dress shoes and wearing i don't know uh, suspenders, right? Yeah, yeah. True. And then now, Very all of true. a sudden, it's a, like apparently dads with seven-month-olds uh, making radio. Yeah, very true. So how can it be all those things? <laughs> See, I uh, I think it's um, like it, yeah. it's really it's just a nickname. You know, it's a way yeah. of of calling out these wannabe front movers. Uh, yeah, but I mean, every time you grow out your beard, are you a hipster? It doesn't make any sense. Like, is every how can the person brewing beer in South Philadelphia yeah. with a flannel shirt yeah. and the the person in all black going to Burkheim be in the same category? How can they both be hipsters? Are those not hipsters? The ones going to Burkheim? Oh, absolutely. They are. Yeah, yeah, I would describe that as being a hipster. But they're not brewing beer or wearing flannel shirts. No, but see. The hipster term, it, it, it <laughs> evolves, you know? The modern yeah. hipster in Denmark, yeah. for instance, I would say... No, you know what? Bergheim may be just a little bit too uh, progressive for okay. the, the, the modern mainstream Copenhagen, in, uh, Copenhagen hipster. Uh. So I would describe the modern Copenhagen hipster. Actually, you know, you always have those friends in your circle that you kind of know that, oh, I know when this guy gets these shoes, I got to sell mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. then i know the 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 small mass kind of picked up the hipster mm. mass picked up but for me the modern hipster in copenhagen would be somewhat semi full beard uh north face lots of north face okay yeah like Some, a bubble jacket uh could be we're That's talking about a, a that male or, or, female? or a fleece, um, a soft shell. Uh, okay. Yeah. Both men and women. Yeah. Uh, some Nike trainers could be ninety fives. Yeah. 
could be 96, 97, 97. Um, yeah. Or some of the new stuff, you know, the, the new uh, free Zooms or whatnot. Okay. Uh, all the limited stuff, you know? Yeah. And then uh, actually a term I didn't really know about, but um, a friend of mine introduced me to and said, oh, you're super garb core right now. And I was like, garb, garb core. core. That sounds kind of dope. That sounds like something I want to be. Yeah. What do you think of that, Alex? <laughs> what do you think it is? Should garb we try core? to... Yeah, guess. What's well, garb core? Can you say the question again? <laughs> 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 no, he's saying that he learned a new term called garb core. Garb core. And I was like, ooh, that kind of sounds core. like something. Like garb. Garb, garb, garb core. Garb core. Garb core. And How do you spell it? Like G-O-R-B? G O R P gulp. Oh, gulp then I was call. thinking something else. So I you know, before was, that there was. Oh, the, it was like something like black and call. white uh, leather. Uh, no, no, it's the it's a fashion thing. I thought you were saying like garb core, like garbage core. Or something. No, no, no. Oh, no, I would love that though. That's why I was. I feel like garb core is like the like black sneakers, like black hoodie with ri- white writing in, like gothic letters <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> You know, gold chains <laughs> and a flex fit. Not gothcore. Goth no, but that, no, no, not like goth, but okay. in that, like, yeah. uh, I'm a gangster in, a, in the uh, parking lot of Ikea kind of way. Yeah. But uh, what is the enlighten us? Uh, well, well, what's what your guess? What's your guess? No, that, I, that's my I guess. I thought it was the wrong word. I thought you were saying, like, garb. Corn. I'm like a young, like long, young G with uh, black sneakers and, uh, and a hoodie with white <laughs> riding on it. See, I no, I thought it was... Uh, I thought you were saying like garb core, like garbage yeah. core. And then I thought it was going to be like some norm core, like uh, I don't give a fuck. Like all my stuff is kind of dirty and beaten up, <laughs> but I'm like cool. Like okay. uh, I just put on what I got <laughs> and flex. Okay, so if I were to go to the Urban Dictionary to kind of... No, that's, no, you can't use no, Urban no, Dictionary. No, no. Because I can't, do not that know. Is, that's worse than Wikipedia. <laughs> I do not know what gorp is. I, I word, could have wrote what that. What it means. But um, is it in, it's a Danish word or what? No gorp? No. Yeah. No, no. I think it's English. I think it's international. G-O what? G- but what? G-O-R-P. Um, what gorp. Is, all right, go ahead. What does what is Urban Dictionary say? Okay, so according to the Urban <laughs> <laughs> Dictionary, <laughs> this is the explanation. According to Ricky Chavez, it's R- like Ricky Gervais. Gervais. <laughs> what? <laughs> Night. This took a turn. Night, man. According to Ricky Gervais, it's like a dopey cunt. <laughs> Only what? a lot more dopey and more of a cunt. <laughs> so that that's that's gulp. Maybe you got. Maybe it's like an English. I don't English think thing. it's not an American English. Does that thing. word have anything to do with the fashion I, thing? I, I do not. Th- I but think. what did you said? You just learned it. What did you think it was? What did, how was it used in, in the context in which you learned the word? Okay, so this one might be a bit more uh, related to that context. This is the second interpretation yeah. of Gorp. Ricky Gervais is an expert. Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go the, back to the uh, office, man. Okay, a general term for trail mix, possibly an acronym for good old raisins and peanuts, though there's much, much more room for debate. This is so weird. And I used mean, it in yeah. an example. Hey, pass the gorp. I'm starving over there. Anyways, gorpcore. No. Gorpcore. So yes. you know that was normcore, right? That was the whole daddy fashion thing. Where yeah. people start wearing white t-shirts, 501s, and yeah. uh, new balances. Yeah. 
um, so this here Garcore supposedly is um, is uh, the active look the trail look you being practical, oh. the 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 Ac vortex athleisure. Ah, athleisure. Yeah, athleisure. are you think like Gothic, like kind of? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to the mountains kind yeah. of guy. So actually, uh -huh. the same Fun guy sense. who I would call out as a, a modern Copenhagen hipster with his North Face, with his windbreakers, with his. I just feel like the hipster has yeah. become some like a word that's just anybody that's it's just like a negative smart. connotation. Yeah. It's I think it's just in it general is. a negative connotation for somebody that you think is cooler. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. So is. maybe we should just stop using. Them. Yeah, let's kill the hipster. I think I got an explosion in there. You can oh, borrow yeah. my yeah. sound effects. Yeah, we are here no, by. Go That's not the explosion. I got a next Yeah. This is not. Oh, that's good. not it. All right. Oh, that's not it. Maybe it we should look at the look actual at sound. <laughs> yeah. Look at. <laughs> look at <laughs> see, I never do that. Night, night. Yeah. I just. And I then it'll tell you, and then it'll say, scary go to the next page. Round round of app? Oh, applause. We're not applauding hipsters. We're not applauding hipsters, no, sir. Is it there now? You uh, just hit next. Explosive. Oh, there was explosive. West Coast shit. Mm. All right, right, so. Go. All right. Yeah, deaf to the we word are hipster. hereby declaring the word hipster For her life to have deceased tonal. this morning. There you will be no more first. hipster word ever no. again. Vi bruger ikke udtrykket hipster mere. Nej. Ordet er blevet lagt i graven. Det er lagt i graven. Så må I gerne finde på noget nyt. Tak. Yes, yeah. sir. Remember back when you thought time travel would be true? You know, and here you are in 2020 or 2021. Did you hear about that? Like no uh, Stephen uh, Hawking uh, held a, a party for time travelers. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was trying to prove that it couldn't uh, time travel isn't possible. Right. So he held like a big party for time travelers yeah. and announced it everywhere and uh, and just like had a big banner and then he just sat and waited for the time travelers to come. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and nobody showed up. So well, in I'm his mind, he just proved it can't happen. <laughs> That's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Yeah. So that was like his way of saying, I mean, it's not possible. Because but how do you if know if somebody comes in if they came in back in time and they just came through the front door because nobody came oh uh, period period nobody oh. came <laughs> but maybe i would have just walked to the front door and been like maybe that's the thing in the yeah. future you know hey it's like fight club you don't talk about fight club <laughs> 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 but every like no one yeah. talks about yeah. time travel nobody talks <laughs> don't spill the beans man Rule one is no yeah. one talks about time. You can do it, but do don't talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. Because all those oh. like I watch a lot of like uh, sci-fi and different things and comic book stuff, and there's always like these time accords. Every time they do like a space thing with where yeah. they figure out time travel, then yeah. there's like this board that's in charge of like time travel because they realize how dangerous it is. Oh, like yeah. every yeah. every show that ends up with time travel. Yeah, isn't that kind of like the whole? Uh, Listen in pretty much all time travel movies. Yeah, don't like do it time. don't do it. Don't do it because it's, it's dangerous. dangerous. But they did it in. Uh, so I watch all this stuff, and then uh, when they made the last Marvel movie, they had to go back in time. Oh yeah, I just and saw they, that actually two days ago. What was that movie? Uh, Endgame End two part End two. Endgame. Yeah, Endgame. And it has all the characters in it from yeah. Marvel. Well, all the ones that have been in the universe. You've really been missing out, Thomas. Yeah, I mean, that's 20 oh. years of movies. You, you need, need to, to see, like, 24 movies. Listen, I at least I 24 <laughs> movies, 10 listen. series, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got three cartoons. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. 
<laughs> I got confused when they start mixing Batman with Spy- uh, Batman with Spider-Man. But no, they but they didn't. don't do that. That's two different. That's about? two different comic books. Are you sure? It's two you different comics. Oh, Superman. It's two different. Uh, Superman and Batman. That's when I got confused. I have. But that's a whole. That's. But listen, listen. I haven't touched. That's like Marvel. a whole other country. I haven't comic. touched Marvel since. Uh, that is Marvel. I would say X Men ish. But yeah, X-Men but is Marvel, but, yeah. but uh, I would say Death Proof did something to me. Is he Marvel? Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was the, the almighty is losing it yeah, yeah. you have a lot to learn Thomas oh <laughs> you guys are fun yeah. <laughs> and here I was thinking your education was over but apparently yeah. not yeah. <laughs> oh so I love that guy who wrote the, um, the book um, Homo Sapiens yeah yeah Nouvelle Yoa Harai Mm-hmm. Um, super interesting guy. He's a historian, but also uh, uh, also a scientist that uh, talks a lot about future. Uh, yeah, the future of the human race. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And he has an interesting way of putting this. But he uh, he talks about how that the reality or or um, the yeah that's how he says it. So when he wrote his book, it was kind of to push people, uh, Homo sapiens, it was kind of to push people into recognizing that um, our history is all just, as he explains it, a fictional storytelling. Mm. Uh, and he has a way of explaining this in, in different interviews where he's talking about the future and altering the reality. And as he says... Sometime in the future, we will look back at our Instagram or our uh, Facebook uh, wall page, um, or maybe our grandkids will, and they'll be like, oh, Alexander was this type of guy, and mm-hmm. then he checked mm. in at this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same thing for you, Katrina, or, mm. or Brandon, that, oh, wait a minute, you guys went to Berlin and had a real nice time because I see mm. these two dinners, mm-hmm. and that's all that's left to mm. prove But I feel like all, all past history is like that because we have no exactly. way of t- saying anything about yeah. it so all we have is like some some guy who wrote a, a note in his journal yeah. 200 years ago or whatever yeah. so everything is just conceptions of um mm. absolutely what what it was based on exactly. different like it was think it's all gonna fictional be story exactly, right exactly i think it's 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 hard to like depict the current time or the past or whatever entirely as it is without like having to monitor everything mm-hmm. <laughs> because at some point it does become like a narrative told by somebody but but that's and the thing and that's the thing about the whole internet thing and when you guys both or we all laugh at people having mm. a critique about oh you found it on wikipedia yeah. or urban dictionary way to go yeah, yeah. but, but we all still do that now it, we do, and, and yeah. at a certain time, like the Wikipedia is going to be our perception of what's going on, because this is our go-to. That's yeah. the way we alter the the story the, about the like I kind of disagree. I mean, I don't think you, I think no, the it's, internet it's, gets blamed for a lot, but I think this has always been the case. And I'm going to give you an example. You love when I talk about New York. I love. And this New is my York. favorite example to use, because I think every time they talk about the 80s in new york and the late 70s is always presented as this dreamscape of creative output 
they ignore like the drugs like mm. i just feel like i nobody really would have wanted to live in new york in the late 70s but when you make the movie about or you write the mm. book about it then it's like oh True. that must have been so cool to True. hang out with andy warhol i i really genuinely don't think andy warhol was a nice person no I think somebody he was shot him well, that was a drug, like, uh, she was high out of oh. her mind, and she shot him. She thought he was, like, a, I don't know, like, an alien or something. <laughs> is, that, is that how he died? No, he okay. died from a botched, uh, botched surgery. Okay. Um, but no, but that's a good point. Like, uh, like, and I think this is always the case. Like, you're romanticizing stuff. And movies, and we, and we consume the movies and the more than even we consume the like how many times have you watched like a bio flick and then mm. you think that that actor is really that person you have to remind yourself like the crown for instance right like my that's huge right and yeah. and my partner watches it and her brother watches i'm like i don't really want to watch this because it's so well done mm. that it makes me feel like that's exactly how that moment in history yeah, happened yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's not a and you forget that it's a dramatization of what happened then i'm yeah. sure that the reality was like that, not entertaining at yeah. all yeah and another really interesting point i uh, here comes like a question have you ever like seen a historic movie about different time periods way back and you thought oh i really want to be live there i wish i the was born in the 20s yeah, yeah something like that have you ever thought that yes uh, was that la la land or what was it called that movie yeah. no midnight in paris Midnight, exactly yeah, yeah. Midnight in paris. but there's a really actually there's a thing they're saying that there's a really good point in that like okay There's something romantic about oh living in the 1800s or in the Middle Ages and being a knight and whatever. Paris. But then there comes something like wait a second, hygienics, diseases, mm-hmm. uh, life expectancy. People got uh, killed. No in antibiotics, yeah. no uh, medicine, like uh, lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you don't think about. <laughs> That's how people because look you just romanticize the like oh a shiny armor and a sword or whatever. That's how people look back at our time now. They'll be like, oh, wait a minute, they had Instagram before it became yeah, yeah. disease. They But had Facebook. Nothing about the pandemic at all. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just a good point. And I think there was an interview with a historian that I now forgot the name of. But they asked her like, okay, if you could choose, what period would you want to live in? Yeah. And she just said, right now, because we have never had more information than we have right mm. now. We have never had uh, more healthcare. Uh, better life expectancy, better yeah. life quality than we have right now. The world has never been better for the human race than it is right But now. But I think it's the like oh, the realistic be- point of view yeah. versus the like romanticized point of view. Yeah. Because the romanticized idea of living like in Paris in the 20s was oh everybody was so cool and they drank yeah, champagne. Yeah, everybody was artists and there was and wine everywhere. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the like the reality of it is of course different. Yeah, like so I think it's if like you got sick, you died. Exactly. Like <laughs> and the, that's I feel like that's the romantic versus the realistic. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on what ki- what kind of point of view you have like. I mean, it always kind of uh, Yeah, but that's the problem is like no matter how romanticizing uh, or romantic it is in your head, the reality is still going to be there. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I d- I'm just like saying that's that's probably that point of view. Like yeah. if you have a romantic point of view, you can say, "Oh, I wish I was born in the 60s because I love whatever." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I could meet all my idols or whatever. Yeah, yeah, actually, but yeah. but the reality is, of course, not that. Okay, so I battle it in a different way. Were we even created to live this long? Right? Uh, I'm Were not we trying to be critical, Thomas. 
<laughs> I mean, that's a question from a certain point of view. <laughs> that is. <laughs> <laughs> that depends on. This is how you define like <laughs> living, the yeah. foundation for this question. Yeah. <laughs> you don't put up a picture of uh, of you when you look like crap and nope. have exactly. hangover. <laughs> exactly. You only put nope. up the the number one hundred and one selfie. Yeah. It was look, perfect, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a fake. Katrine, we were talking mess. about this one week, uh, yes. two weeks ago, mm-hmm. in reference to the International Women's Day. Exactly. Where you had somebody in here talking about the yeah uh, the women ideal and exactly. like the ideal women body um, and I yeah. I was telling you that I did not know it's very recent that I found out that wait a minute everybody's using a filter mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> wait a minute yeah. am I the only guy <laughs> not using a filter no no and also yes you are probably no and <laughs> that's why my videos are not that popular <laughs> I should use a filter. <laughs> Yeah, and I think also um, it's. I saw a video today actually, yeah. which had like a explanation of also the the whole body image ideal yeah, and how yeah. to take the right photos from the right angles. Wow. And it was just like a normal woman's body. Yeah, and she was just. I mean, all women's body are normal, but it wasn't okay. like some kind of model uh, workout. It was just like regular woman, and she was standing, and you saw her back, and she had like. Uh, her hands tucked into the side. No, she just had like underwear on. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, then obviously because on a normal woman's body you have like rugdella. Yeah, so yeah. and she had that and then she was standing there and it was like this is the normal body. Uh-huh. And then she tucked up her underwear and oh, she pulled she pulled yeah, down yeah, her yeah. bra. The, the, the good old trick yeah, where yeah, you exactly. just kind of yeah. And then she just like stretched her arms and then yeah. her back looked totally different. Because wow. then it then she suddenly had like completely smooth yeah, skin yeah, yeah. and our exactly yeah. hourglass shape and yeah. no like wrinkles or folds in her skin. So weird. And I think that's also a really good point because you just see all these so like weird. perfect bodies. Exactly. But actually if you took the photo from the other way around you yeah. would probably look like a little yeah, yeah different. So it's weird, man. Mm-hmm. I need a course in how you present yourself better online. <laughs> You were talking about the the whole film industry and and mm. this uh, parasite guy. Par- yeah, yeah, parasite. parasite. Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, it winning an Oscar, yeah. it, it was just mind blowing to oh, me. Oh yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And weird. I feel like yeah, super weird. But have you seen it? Oh, I didn't see. I saw the other one. No, but I think Parasite yeah. is also weird and it's also kind of unnerving. But it's yeah. a really really good film. Yeah. And but it just I think the whole point that a South Korean director is winning for the best film yeah for f- the first time ever a film with that does that's not in english yeah wins apart from the artist which yeah. had no <laughs> lines yeah. but still i think that's just a symbol of how big yeah. the korean culture is becoming all yeah, over they the world pu- they're pushing that thing mm-hmm. i really need to get and they back are to, uh, actually they're so good at it yeah yeah wow yeah yeah well we've had this talk before barbecue (laughs) 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 okay so so let's go full circle on this we came from danish culture that's where i started we came from this house and the furniture that's what i was talking about oh yeah that's right and 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 and. wow i love how we get all the way around here (laughs) so if you were to market danish culture 
I've said this before. I love the Absalon Bollmeost. Yeah. I love it. I think this is had, has already happened because if you go to bookstores in yeah, London, Hugo, yeah, yeah. the Hugo is oh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. You know what? She might get on my list, but I yeah. used to party with that girl who wrote the Hugo book. And it became There's like a bestseller There are like, like many, many of so them. Many now, yeah. 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 I got oh, one from my ex-mother-in-law. She gave me like one of the Hugo book. Yeah. Which but was like a guide to how to hygge. Hygge is a good style. marketing word, right? But it was, I think it came really and went, but it, at one point it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was like all these American brands trying to explain the concept of hygge. Yeah. And then there was, uh, like Katrina just said, like I think in the London Design Museum in their gift shop, Yeah. it was the whole book. They, you might as well just wrote it on the window. Mm-hmm. Like it was like food, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like everything, everything said hygge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... Yeah, and yeah, I remember I going into a bookstore in London, and that the f- like the center display was just learn how to hygge Danish style, and we were just looking what? at it like, yeah. what? Where was that? In London? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a couple of years ago. <laughs> the Danish hygge <laughs> yeah, way. It was, you get a bottle with us, and no, every time you do something exactly. in your home, you just <laughs> split a beer, or you just yeah. yeah. You just you have some coffee and eat some cake, yeah. and you sit down and you talk about Can't the big yeah, the big political decisions <laughs> or big life deci- decisions or big uh, like debates. Yeah. You have to have some cake and coffee <laughs> because otherwise it's just. <laughs> and I think that's the whole point of how they marketed it. Yeah. Like I we just eat cake and drink coffee to everything. Exactly. The can- don't forget the candles. Yeah, and the candles. Yeah, yeah. very important detail. We're kind of lucky that we don't have like cake Wednesdays or Tuesdays in here because i used to have that working in a traditional office and it was always just like oh what are we celebrating today no one even knows but there's cake (laughs) we need the cake (laughs) okay let's go it's just a good way of of meeting at the coffee machine yeah yeah yeah, exactly exactly okay so i feel like so so what you were talking about brandon was that furniture kind of became the danish trademark in the 40s the 50s right well after like in Denmark yeah. in the 50s and then well respected afterwards yeah yeah it always takes some time and our architects right they became well yeah. known the Anna Jacobsons the yeah. Utsons also, yeah also some of the carpenters yeah. some of those guys were carpenters and some of them were architects oh. and it was about this perfect marriage between oh. the carpenter and the architect <laughs> but I feel yeah. what about the like Nordic Noir I'm just curious about this. What's Nordic like, Noir? Yeah, no, because I feel Nordic Noir is... Okay, so do you know all these crime shows from like Sweden and Denmark? Yeah. And, and they all have actors Mind that are both... Mindahar Kvinna Bek, Velenda, Fokulsen. All these shows that are really like serious and dark. And Very serious Everyone and dark. is wearing like woolen sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> and then DJ, there's yeah. all... Alexander is a perfect example of one today. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it's like this whole um uh nordic noir type vibe yeah, like yeah. dark scandinavian where they're universe yeah and i feel that that were that in my I, I don't know because i'm from here but i feel like that at some point got really popular also outside of scandinavia do they call that they, nordic noir i think so oh. like they did an american version of for yeah i heard that and i actually saw that and i think her name was linden 
instead of Lund. Instead Lund. of Sa- yeah, oh, yeah, Lund. Okay. So yeah. she was like Linden. Oh. And it wasn't the exact same story, but she had the sweater on. She had the same look. <laughs> Seriously, the sweater was there. And <laughs> the Nordic sweater. Exactly. Hey, we need you to be believable in, in Nordic. If you wear the Nordic sweater and you say you're from Put Denmark, you're just going to have go. some kind of cultural, like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I the don't stylist know. must yeah. really have been like, "Hey, no, but I just think I think it's really interesting, <laughs> yeah, about what what things do we export? Yeah, because it's difficult yeah. to say when you're from here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like for a long time it was and Bowen as well. Sorry, oh, the oh, one Bowen with the, the serious, yeah, 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 yeah. where she was Bowen. the female states minister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I felt like that was the Danish House of Cards kind of deal, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But that was really popular as well. I I remember yeah. specifically in like in England. I they just loved it. What yeah. did they call it there? The castle. I don't know. <laughs> the castle. <laughs> the castle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like, uh, I don't know, the best marketing... I felt like in the the and Dome as well. Dome film, Dome right? was there. So Dome Las became Ventria a thing. and Ventria all these uh, Thomas yeah. Winterberg festen. Yeah. Before that, we had the literature with uh, Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. Hans Andersen. A little, a little while before. <laughs> a little then. while before. Two hundred years before <laughs> then. But a little while before, <laughs> we had this mermaid, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like the mermaid is. Yeah. I can't believe that it's possible. Like when China imported mm-hmm. the mermaid. Yeah. That's the weirdest that's thing in the so, world. Um, that's Imported. so crazy. They, they moved, moved the statue, the statue to, to China. China. Oh. <laughs> and then <laughs> moved it back. That's the weirdest thing I've ever I heard. I actually have some cool fun facts about Hans Christian Andersen. And I have that because I actually work at the Royal Library. <gasps> she does. I do. In the Ooh, cultural department. So I know yes. some stuff. And um, actually, it turns out Hans Christian Andersen applied for a job at the Royal Library, <gasps> the building we now know as like the Black Diamond. Yeah. Mm. In there, in the old Royal Library, Hans Christian Andersen, yeah, before the, the he wrote all his uh, fairy what? tales, he applied for a job. Mm. And he actually had like a recommendation from Jose Astel, I think. Oh, one of the oh. other, like, maybe not Jose Astel, but some, some okay. kind of one of the big guys Public or Brandis or something like okay. that, maybe. Not Brandis. Oh. I, I don't remember. <laughs> something like <laughs> anyway, that. Anyway, yeah. um, he, got, he got turned down. They were like, no. What? We won't hire you. And so instead of working at the Royal Library, he started doing Writing. his fairy tales. Wow. And now the Royal Library has all his fairy tales. Of course they do. Which is a beautiful, so like... Yeah. <laughs> started yeah. from the bottom. Exactly. Now that's I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I think that's kind of fun. Hey, I still believe that the Absalon Balu with us can go I think uh, it's a, a Danish way. symbol of Hugo. Yeah. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Every year, people come from all over the world. I but love it comes the in waves. <laughs> the it comes in waves. The advertisement um, pitch we did last <laughs> okay, week. Okay, okay, okay. Let's Guys. do it. Okay, so <laughs> so we'll okay we'll try this. We'll make it into a drama. Okay? Oh, should we do it again? Yes, but we'll oh. do it a bit more dramatic this I time. I don't want to be the dog. Okay. <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? Okay, you, so, so, so you missed this, Brandon. Brandon. This was really good. We we made a live pitch and we're gonna do it together again today. Okay. And it's gonna be about Absalon's Balu with Ost, okay? <laughs> and uh, here's the story. Here's okay. the story. Uh Katrina, you're the main character. Yes. <laughs> Brandon, you'll narrate that. 
okay. you'll narrate uh, yeah. the whole storyline for the commercial, okay. and I'll just improvise. <laughs> oh, let's see what animal you will be. Okay, okay. Do I have, a, take I have the a script? Here. No. Wait. Exactly. That's the same reaction <laughs> I had last week because you were like, Catherine, you you narrate this. Okay. And I was okay. like, what's what the am story? I, I'm pitching Bolinos. Yeah. Bolinos. As the okay. as the narrator. The Danish national the, symbol of yeah. Hugo. Like it's yeah. a commercial about yeah. how to oh, sell. Oh, it's a commercial. The, okay. the and paint the, the picture. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna give you the tones <laughs> and and we just improvise from here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Here we go. This is Nordic Noir, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, all right, give okay, me a okay, second. Okay, 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 okay. okay but I'll take wow, it from the start. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have it. I, I had have it. it. No, I had it in my head in another way. <laughs> and exactly. that sound Listen, I told fit, you. Uh, I told you that this is going to be very <laughs> dramatical. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, I'm going to control the sound. And then, Alexander Wills, you... Uh, you, you what am I going to do? You just do whatever you always do. <laughs> Okay, I'm right. just gonna so, improvise. So, uh, oh, I love this. We'll start with you. Ben. I'm the narrator. All right. And at a certain point, I'll, I point to uh, Katrina. My dad just This is like a real so impro. I will go over to, uh, to uh, Alexander Vitz. All right. <laughs> so okay. Did did we start with me? Sorry. No, no I'm no. the narrator. Oh, perfect. He's gonna narrate, and then someone's gonna point at us. Okay. <laughs> Crane shot. Slow phase in. A cloudy day, misty. The rain drips off the leaves onto the ground. Oh, it's so cold here in Scandinavia. What do we do about the cold? The pink light comes in from the back through the mist and the clouds. I have walked many miles to find... <laughs> That's hard, man. <laughs> okay. Um, to find the perfect bolle moost. And I have heard that I can find it in Absalom. Where is it? Camera zooms out. <laughs> we see our traveler in tattered clothes. A stick, walking stick in one hand. A sheep by his side. <laughs> as he pets the sheep. He slowly looks up towards the sky. A church. But what is this church? It has no significant identification. S- camera cut. <laughs> okay, so uh, we need to sell the bottle with us, okay? So, so uh, true directing. You have 30 seconds on Somi. So within these 30 seconds, we need to sell the perfect bottle with us. Action! Oh, I don't even feel that cold anymore after I ate this very <laughs> nice bottle of us. I feel uh. the warmth in my body now. What do you feel about the bottle of us? Man can ikke opleve den danske natur uden en bolle med ost. Og hvilket bedre sted at finde en bolle med ost end Absalon Folkehus? Mm. Good one. Uh, 
<laughs> okay. Det var Good. perfekt improviseret yeah. reklame der. I think that was... Prøv at høre. With no further ado. Prøv at høre. Oh my god. <laughs> tusind. And that's how tusind, we spent two hours. Tusind, tusind tak for... Uh, Uh, live fra Radiotårnet uh, her på en fantastisk onsdag. Tak til alle jer lyttere, som tunede ind og havde lyst til at nyde en stund sammen med os.